Greetings, fellow investigators, and welcome back to our video podcast, Into the Darkness, where my friends and I play the Call of Cthulhu role-playing game. I'm your host, Tom Rayleigh. Our campaign is The Curse of Nineveh. It was written by Mike Mason, Mark Latham, Scott Dorward, and Paul Fricker, and it's available at the Chaosium website. I'm the GM, and this is episode four. Our recap will be given by David Gaswood. So, without any further delay, let's continue our journey into the darkness. David? Cursed be the plunderer. He cannot avoid discovery. His reward is death. Those were the words written with Lord Brightman's blood on a piece of parchment and inserted into his uh, insensate mouth after he had been murdered in his home and mutilated. A statue of the Assyrian god Nabu was stolen from his home. Shortly thereafter, another larger bust of Naboo was stolen from the British Museum, and in the process of that theft, a young man was bludgeoned to death. Before his death, he had himself helped himself to an unusual gold statue of Naboo. We learned at the British Museum, it's called Naboo Ascended. This is what we have learned, we members of the Wentworth Club, from the local constabulary and from the British Museum. Uh, the statue of Naboo ascended, I have deposited it in a safe deposit box, uh, box at the Bank of England for safekeeping. It had been causing me disturbing dreams. Uh, I think that brings us up to date. Okay. We have an appointment with uh, Reginald Campbell Thompson in a couple of days. Uh, many of the items in question were uh, picked up by him on exhibitions in Nineveh. All right. So uh, I forget exactly where we are at the moment. Are we uh, reconvening in the morning? I think that makes sense. Uh, Reginald, you had a nightmare, yes? Yes, an ocean of blood. And, uh, all right. So let's say you're all getting together and uh, you're going to decide what you're going to do next. This would be a Saturday morning, right? Okay, we'll say Saturday morning. That's right. I believe when we last left off, we were discussing a clipping house, but I just, for the life of me, can't remember exactly what we were going to research through there. The expedition from 1903, and who else was on it? That's, yeah. All right. So I'm also eager to see whether there have been any uh, answers to my classified advertisement suggesting that I'm interested in acquiring Assyrian objects. All right. Um, well, so far this morning, neither has come through. Nothing from the clipping house yet. No, no answer, no response to the ad. We were going to go to the uh, antique store. Sweet, Sweet relics. Yeah. yeah. Maybe if I take the... He's already seen the golden statue and couldn't tell... Him uh, Nevi and me about it, right? The fellow at Sweet Relics. It seems, too, that you made some sketches. And uh, uh, Clay cast. That's right. 
But was he shown that? I don't remember if he I was. I think Nevi took it there to get it appraised, so he's already seen it. I'd like to uh, figure out who we can show it to that might help us with the language, if it is language on the bottom. We also must be cautious not to let uh, people know that we are in connection with Nevi there. It may lead to trouble. Correct, correct. So if we're meeting up at the Wentworth, I'm going to ask Sykes if Teddy, Nevi's friend, has been in the club since they left. Uh, no, yeah. sir, he hasn't. Now we we've gone back to um, to what's it, the gentleman that passed away. We went back to his house, right? Howard Brightman's house. Lord Brightman, yeah. So, Did okay. you? I don't recall. It's been a couple of weeks. That's why I'm trying to. I don't yeah, think, I think you... the butler rebuffed you there. That was the first week when Fuller Albright went. But I don't recall if we ever made it back to the house. I don't think you did, but you did talk to the policeman who gave you most yeah. of the information you were probably going to find out anyway. I was just wondering if they overlooked any clues if we went not looking for something ancient or Assyrian or obscure. Um, you also have other leads that you have possible are, are uh, Navy's house. You could see if uh, her roommates know anything. Maybe about her whereabouts or where Rayburn Price has taken them. I think uh, um, Reginald had a good idea. We're trying to get the trans the, the translation from the idol. I'm just not sure where we would go to do that. Well, what were we trying to get from Sweet Relics? We were trying to figure out if we were if there was a uh, we we're trying to get the pulse of the black market. Right. Uh, just we'll get the idea of who this owner is and uh, why he would uh, go against uh, Nevi there in such a very unprofessional and un ungentlemanly way. Why? Well, we know the owners call uh, Swine Sucker. Sucker. So if we maybe we could look him up too, find out a little bit about him before we even go there. Go in with our 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 hands, you know, cards loaded or whatever you want to say. It's a good idea. Yes. Uh, gentlemen, just uh, I have random ideas, they say. Um, do any of you know where I could I could find the information on um, legal cases? Uh, if, if there was legal cases uh, pending, do you know of anyone who I could talk to? Maybe here at the club or otherwise? Legal cases for what? There's 10 million legal cases <laughs> pending in Los, in London at the moment. 
Well, legal cases, um, I've been thinking, um, legal cases in regards to um, antiquities. Um, this, this is something larger that I'm, I'm piecing together. Um, it might lead, lead to leads for us as well as uh, explain something that's uh, been going in the back of my head here. Because uh, let, let, I'll try and explain as, as best I can. Um, we have a group in, in, in Iraq apparently uh, that is, it is upset, these, these Nauvoo people were upset that these uh, artifacts are gone. Uh, and apparently this group has done, you know, some pretty heinous stuff. Heinous, that's an that's interesting word. Yeah, yeah. Bad things, they've been doing bad things. Um, could be possible that they try to, um, how would you say, uh, pursue legal ends of missing artifacts before going to extremes? It might lead us to where they might be. I see where you're going with that. It, it could be a possibility. Yes, it it would, might be a way of finding these people, and maybe the what I mean, not to to demean our 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 poor fellow who's who's been murdered, but perhaps he was involved in something that he shouldn't have been, and this act against him, this uh, being being labeled a plunderer. Might be uh, might be um, a, a last resort to uh, to a greater thing that's gone on that might have been tried to start solved legitimately, but uh, it it never it, it 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 never worked out, and they went to extreme means. Maybe there's some record of a legitimate uh, legal case in in regards that we could uh, we could look into. Yeah, possible. I wouldn't even know where to begin looking for that. That's but. Neither do I. That's why I'm, I'm curious to know where we could maybe find the information on cases out there, especially cases surrounding antiquities, and then maybe narrow it down to uh, something that might tie in with, uh, with the, uh, our situation. Also, along that same line of thinking, we could expand it out further. Who would want these back who would consider him a plunderer like what group would that be exactly i mean maybe even though group is this group has done this sadly heinous crime to our friend and to the uh man at the museum um maybe there's there's a lot more that's happened that has forced their hand to 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 take such drastic actions you know here's a question uh, here's a question in the Wentworth Club, is there anybody of Middle Eastern descent? No. Oh. And if there is, they're keeping it under wraps. And there is no First Assyrian Church of Naboo listed in the telephone directory. No, but we, we can extrapolate that whoever is in this cult of Naboo would be of Middle Eastern descent. 
Right. Uh, but would there even be a cult of Naboo any longer? I mean, that was thousands of years ago. Well, well someone's stealing artifacts directly tied to Naboo. That makes me think cult. Well, it might not be cult. It might be something like what we got here with Went uh, Wentworth Club. It um, uh, maybe group of people who have interest in Naboo and, and Mesopotamia and, and Nineveh and all this stuff. Yeah, we call um, those cults. Like we have, like we have with the cult stuff, and uh, there, and it's, and they have their own agendas along similar lines. They don't necessarily have to be a religion, but it just be people with with interest in in it. But I don't see how I personally do not see how it would go to such drastic ends where they would uh, be going after after people they would call a plunderer. I mean, many people plunder out there and you don't see people going after them all the time like this to, to such degrees. Well, I think Fuller, Fuller's point is that, you, yes, you don't tend to sever the hands and feet of people because you have an abiding interest in it's ancient true. Assyrian culture. Agreed. Okay, at this, at this time in London, how big would the Middle Eastern population be? Well, I mean, they don't work on the railroads like the Chinese do. So, I mean, is there like a, a little Pakistan area of town or something? I don't really know the answer to that, but uh, London's an international hub. There's going to be people from India, people from Turkey, people from the Middle East, people from just about everywhere, China, Japan. How daring are you? Oh, geez, oh. here comes the daring. <laughs> who, who are you speaking we could to? Drop, we could drop hints in certain cultures and sit back and wait for someone to come for us. Well, that's, you know, somewhat what I'm after with my classified advertisements, hoping to stir up attention from people who are also interested in Assyria. Uh, and it, it's currently a British property, yes? Isn't a, didn't, a, didn't Assyria become Pakistan? I no, think uh, Iran. Iran, okay, you're right. You're no, right. Iraq. Iraq. It's uh, the ones currently... across the river from Mosul. At the at this exact moment, there is some serious uh, problems between Iraq and the, and the British Empire. Right, they're, it's they're very very tenuous. Almost at the brink of war. Yeah, it's 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 why the idea of going into Iraq and stealing their artifacts and taking them out is has to be done secretly. So what should we do, gentlemen? You guys came really close to something there for a moment. Um, in order to get things out of Iraq, things have to be done secretly. But people who are doing that sort of thing also need funding and, and a base, such as the British Museum, who would love to get their hands on artifacts and 
as far as you knew, there was a 1909. But Archie found a whole bunch of artifacts that seemed to be brand new. See, that's the lead I was trying to work last time, but it didn't seem to bear any fruit. But that's why I was thinking of when we spoke with, is it Campbell, original Campbell we have the meeting with? Yes. That he might be able to enlighten us on it because I know there's another dig going on because there was countless items uncatalogued that when from the 1909 expedition, everything had been cataloged. So obviously there's uh, expedition that we don't officially know about or doesn't officially exist. So that's what I've been trying to hunt down. But And that was the other reason why I was saying to Canvas antique dealers to see if there's an influx of um, Middle Eastern artifacts on the shelf like, you know, oh, this just came in. Oh, okay, where to come from? Let's, you know, work backwards. But... So what do you guys want to do? <laughs> I wouldn't mind going to the... I wouldn't mind going down to uh, the old sweet relic store myself. I'll go with Felix. I deal a lot with people who are hurting and looking for money. Uh, maybe some of the shadier elements of town. Yeah, I would like to check that out then also. And I am one of the shadier elements in town. So we got that going for us. So the three of you or all five of you are going to go to Sweet Relics? Uh, I believe you said that I had an... Uh, uh, a dress for Navy. Yes. Um, so perhaps I will go and speak with her and see if we can learn anything else. Maybe update her. Uh, verify that the object she is interested to us is currently safe, but that she was wise to get rid of it. Okay. I'll tag along with him. Okay. So the two of you are going to go to Navy's residence, and the other three are going to go to Sweet Relics. Before we go, is there anything in this club that, um, do we have any dirty relics in this club? Not that you know of. Possibly the oldest, oldest thing in the club is a book, um, in the library that is called Oh, here's the Nope, that's not it. It's all about how to organize these things. <laughs> Stuff 
I may be able to save you some searching. The uh, and it needs it would need to be something that nobody knows we have in the club, other than club members. Oh well. Uh. What I'm looking to do is use it for bait. It's a physical representation of something that might be wanted on by collectors that aren't willing to go through regular means. Well, there's a lot of nice things in the club, including antiques, but nothing that wouldn't be missed. Uh, well, here's the question, Felix. Are you looking for something of a Syrian nature? Exactly. Oh, okay. I says, I've got plenty of books, probably. Some of those are not exactly legitimate finds. What I'm looking for is an artifact that would not be welcomed on the shelf of a regular seller, such as Sweet Relics, but what would be very welcome in someone's private collection to the point where they would be willing to do whatever is necessary to get said relic. Yeah, you don't have anything like that. Well, you do. Other than... It's in the bank. <laughs> but he's got a cast of it. You say you got a clay cast of it, correct? How realistic could we make a fake? I was just thinking that. To an antique dealer, probably not very. If we were to keep it guarded to where we don't want, but we understand you're a dealer, but if you're not ready to come off with a certain amount of cash, then we really need to talk to somebody who will. And we don't want our artifact fondled by someone who's sitting at that pay grade. It would be trivial to make a plaster reproduction and paint it. That's, that's easily done. But yeah, nobody who handled it would be fooled by that. However, if they saw that we had a, cla uh, a plaster cast of it, which would imply we had the original. I still don't know who we're showing that to. Sweet relics. But hasn't Carl Schwanzauger already seen the original? Did he see it or did he only hear about it? I, I thought maybe took it to him. She took it to him. See though, my thing though is this. The people who had all this stuff were killed. If you show it around, then they come for us instead of us going to them. I still want to go to the store, even if we don't have anything. Yeah, I just want to see, just get the lay of the land, so to yep. speak. But I still think somebody at the museum must know about this other dig site that happened. They're just not talking, or we're not talking to the right person. Because, Are, oh, sorry. Go ahead. I was just going to move you uh, on if you, if you were done. I was just going to say, because I think we've had at least one or two people mention an influx of items that are not cataloged, which leads me to believe that there was another dig site. Well, Sarah, do a um, do an idea roll. A ten. Okay. 
if there was another dig, somebody at the British Museum knows about it. In fact, a lot of people at the British Museum know about it, and they would be keeping it a secret. Um, right. It's also most likely that if there was a dig, it was headed by uh, Ramsey Campbell. So he'll definitely know about it. All right. Whether he tells you anything about it is... All right, so at least I'm thinking in the right direction. So. We're still getting his name wrong. Felix. Reg Reginald Felix. Campbell Thomas Thompson. I said Ramsey Campbell's a writer. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> not Ram Sorry, Ramsey. I've met Ramsey. <laughs> um, Felix, if you're looking to show this artifact to get into thing, here's the thing though: would we even have to show it to them? If we describe it in detail and we've held it, you know, so we know what it looks like. So if we described it in detail, they'll know that we have it. So we can, might be able to bluff our way through just by the knowledge of it. I agree totally that would work. But are we ready to show our hand yet? Do we know enough about what's going on to let our enemy know? And it is our enemy because it's already killed one of our friends. Are we prepared enough to allow our enemy to know we have what they seek? Here, here's the point, simple. We have no clue what we're doing. We're running in circles. If we show our hand, then that means somebody is going to respond. And then you could trace them, you could uh, interrogate them, you could do 8 million things to take us further along down the line. Uh, everybody do an idea roll. I failed that one horribly. Extreme uh, three. Okay. Yeah, I passed, but not not, not oh. major. Extreme I think we 16. should take a vacation. That's what my <laughs> go to the south of France, and the game continues in the south. Of France. Uh, I'll, I'll give you a little bit of direction. Well, first of all, to address what Fuller said, other people have gotten the attention and they all let it up with their throats cut in the middle of the night. So it's not like they're going to say, Hey, called. <laughs> they're going to show up in the middle of the night when you're asleep and cut your throats. And then it's too late. Um, five of us. You're all going to sleep together. No. no. And how do, do you know that that's actually going to make a difference? Um, second, what you're after is information. You don't have to show anything to get information. You don't have to make a deal or, I mean, sometimes you do, but you just need information. So I was waiting for the original Thompson meaning. Well, we could do that. I mean, you've got the right idea. Going places and getting information is what you need. 
I would like to go to that antique shop, but I don't want to play my cards yet. I just want to go browse, ask about a few things, maybe even ask about some Assyrian stuff, but not get, don't let, oh, we have a statue and yada, yada, yada. Just so what, what are you trying to find out by asking those questions? If he knows about Assyrian artifacts, you already know that he knows about Assyrian artifacts. If he deal, if he deals under the table. And so when you find out that he knows that he might deal under the table, I mean, Nevi told you he was kind of a shady dude. So the question you have to ask is, what are you trying to find out? Mostly just information. We're still at the very beginning of this story, so you don't really have enough information to start doing things. I could suggest stuff, but it would be out of character. <laughs> well, while you guys are thinking about that, let's have the other two go to visit uh, Nevi's address. Okay. And then maybe you guys will think of some things <laughs> for sweet relics. All right. So you guys travel uh, to a rather nice little neighborhood. And let's see, how do they describe the place? Um, it's at Five Well Road, Hampstead in North London. Um, it's a well-appointed little terrace house. And... Uh, well, you're outside. You've you've driven. You've either taken a cab or you've driven up outside. Vadim and Reginald. And this is the home that Nevi fled. This is where she was staying. Correct. This is. This is where she was staying before she came to meet us or after she came to meet us? Before she came to meet you. You don't know where okay. she stayed. She's afterwards. All right. Um, so we will ring the bell. Okay. Uh, the first thing you notice when you ring the bell is uh, somebody moves the curtain aside and takes a peek out. And... Uh, and then uh, somebody comes to the door. Uh, it's a young woman. She's, uh, she's dressed kind of in 1920s style. Uh, she has her hair in a, in a ribbon. And uh, she looks at you and she's like, yes, can I help you? I certainly hope so. Uh, this is the residence of Nibi, last name, is it not? Nibi Salsapak, yes. Yes, she Salsapak. Um, uh, sorry she's to interrupt not, you. She's not here. Uh, I understand that. I'm uh, Reginald Harcourt. Um, we became acquainted when she came to the Wentworth Club in distress before she left town. Um, would, uh, you mind speaking? Oh, this is my friend Vadim, a member also of the club. Pleasure uh, to meet if, you, ma'am. If you have a few minutes, we'd love to, uh, ask a few things. Uh, and she turns around and she's... She says something to somebody, and uh, a gentleman comes up. Uh, he opens up the door, uh, and, and he looks out, and he says, uh, 
uh, you're here about Navy. Quite, quite, yes. Yes. And you're from the Wentworth Club. And you see him look outside and do this. And he goes, well, You seem very cautious. I hope nothing untoward has happened. Please, please come inside. Come inside. <laughs> And uh, as, you, as you step inside, it's a nice little place. And uh, the woman is looking out the window in both directions. And she says, I don't see anyone. Uh, and he says, please come inside. Uh, uh, my name is uh, Bingo Pinker. And this is my wife, uh, Honoria. It is a pleasure to meet you. He says, Please tell us, uh, where is Nevi? Do you have any idea? I don't have any pre precise idea, no. Um, she did not want her whereabouts to be known. Um, has something happened that has alarmed you? Well, this all started uh, about a week ago uh, before her friend Archie uh, was murdered. You know that he was murdered. Yes, yes it is very unfortunate. We, uh, Honoria here is the first one who noticed, but she thought she saw someone outside uh, on a fairly regular basis, as if we were being watched. And uh, she says, yes. She says, I, I dismissed it at first. But uh, then Nevi became very agitated and frightened about something. And uh, she packed up her things and said that she was going to have to go away for a while. And she did, and she wouldn't tell us where she was going. And then we've seen these people outside from time to time. We thought maybe you were one of them, but... Uh, you don't look like them. No, indeed. Uh, so there are several figures that seem to be lurking uh, about. It's one of two men that we keep seeing out there. Mm -hmm. what, uh, what, how can you describe them, please? Uh, well, one of them's rather tall, wears a suit, uh, looks like he might be Italian or, or something like that. Um, the other one is shorter, uh, more uh more fair skinned uh with a beard and they're not always there but uh but sometimes they are do you ever see them together or are they always single always always by themselves and always uh either they walk past or they hang out across the street or down down by the lamp post hmm well, I think your caution is um, prudent, um, I'm afraid to say. Uh, we know at least, in addition to Archie Glossop, there's been at least one other murder um, recently uh, regarding the theft of ancient artifacts, one of which was in Nevi's possession. So she was involved in something. She was, yes, she was largely involved in something. Um, how they would know that is somewhat beyond me, but they appear to be extremely well-informed. 
hopefully uh, her absence will make itself apparent to them soon and they'll move on and cease to alarm you. Well, Honoria says it's, it's some sort of spy network, I think. Somebody's, somebody's involved in some sort of spy thing is my guess. It certainly seems to be some kind of organized conspiracy of some sort. Mm. Um, do they, uh, have you noticed that they are present at any particular hours? It seems to change all the time. And Honoria is like, sometimes I think I'm going completely crazy. Mm. It's, uh, why are they watching the house? Except that they're probably looking for Nevi. Yes, I'm afraid that's almost certainly the case. Um, Vadim, I'd rather like to uh, chat with one of these fellows, don't you think? Hmm, I agree. I would too. Um, would you like tea? Oh, that would be lovely. Capital. That would be wonderful. Thank you very much. So Nevi stays here with you in what capacity? Well, she's our friend and our, and our roommate. Mm-hmm. Um, we just, you know, live here together. Uh, Bingo, Bingo tells you that, uh, uh, sorry, he works for, he works for a publishing company that produces um, uh, strange fiction. Mm-hmm. No. And she works for a peer as a secretary. Did you happen to know Lord Brightman then? Um, she says, I know who he is, yes. And he recently passed away. Yes, it's, it's all mixed up with this business with Navy as well. Really? Yes, I'm afraid so. I'm afraid those deaths were connected. And that's why we're here. And that's why you're right to be concerned about these men lurking around your domicile. Well, we haven't had to call the police yet, but now if I see those men, I think I'm going to call the police. That might be wise. Might be a prudent maneuver, I do agree. Hmm. Would I think there's anything in Nevi's room worth seeing? I don't think so. She left some clothes. She kept a journal, but she took it with her. If you don't mind me asking, um, where did Nevia originally come from before uh, co- coming to live here? America. America. She's, a, she's an American, yes. Okay. I couldn't quite, quite suss that out. I thought she was North American, but I didn't know if it was America or Canada when she was talking. Oh, it's also very strange. You know, and our friend Archie, mm-hmm. uh, who you say was involved in this as well, he was murdered. Um, uh, Honoria says that she and Archie were good friends also. Well, I'm sorry for your loss in that regard. It's also very disturbing. Um, but I don't think there's, I don't know of anything else that we can tell you, except that we're sure that we're being watched. Well, thank you very kindly for the tea. Um, and these little sandwiches are scrumptious. Um, if you don't object, I think Vadim and I might, um, return, uh, 
and keep an eye out for your unfriendly watchers. Honoria goes out there, uh, out to the, the, the window again, and she peeks out the corner and she goes, he's there now. Come, come see. Well, thank you very much. I will say we'll peer out, of course. Okay. Is it the yeah. tall one or the? It's, it's the tall one. And you see that he's uh, he's he doesn't seem to have a car, mm-hmm. uh, but he's standing near the lamp post, uh, just near the corner. And you can see he's in a position where he can see the house. Ah, mm-hmm. uh, well, the dean. I don't, I'm a little concerned about them seeing, him seeing us leave this house, but I don't know when we're going to get a better opportunity to chat with somebody about Naboo. Mm -hmm. I know what Fuller would do. (laughs) Maybe with the permission of our hosts, we could uh, exit the back. Yes, do you have a rear entrance? Yes. Ah, capital. Let's do that, shall we? Yes. Should, should we call the police? Uh, only if uh, we seem to have any troublesome altercation. All right. And if you hear anything about Navy, please let us know. I have an idea about how to uh, at least check in with her, so I'll be in touch with you shortly about that. Okay. And out the door. All right. So you go out the back door into an alley uh, that runs uh, uh, parallel with the uh, the street. Uh, but your car is parked out in the front. What do you want to do? Keep an eye in the alley. See if there's anybody there that catches our attention or nearby the alley. Uh, you don't see anybody in the alley. Okay. Maybe a car. Um, I have a suggestion. Uh, let's go other way down the alley and around the block and then come up to the car. Uh, that way, if uh, he actually came on on here, um, he might not entirely suspect us going to the house. He just sees us coming to the car that's parked in front of the house. That seems reasonable. We could even chat with him from within the car. Yes. Seeing our uh, ability to flee him if necessary. Uh, improved. It sounds good. Around a long way. All right, so you're going to go down to the end of the alley, walk out onto the street, and then come back to your car? Mm -hmm. Take the long way around. Yeah, he's on one corner with the lamppost. We're going to the other corner. Okay. We can approach him and the car. Are you doing it so that you approach him first and then to to your car, or? Coming around past the to the car and then to him. Okay. Well, he's not exactly next to your car. He's across the street. Right. Um, and your car is parked in front of their place. So, um, I mean, you can do that. That's kind of the logistic of it. You won't be near enough to talk to him, but he will definitely see you. Well, we expect to be seen. It's just coming from a different angle so that there's a doubt that we actually came from the house. Okay. If he didn't show up here uh, when we showed up. All right. Yeah, and just and get in the car and then drive to the corner where he's standing. Okay. 
So uh, you the question is, yeah. do we bring up Naboo or do we wait? We wait. Let's find out who this guy is, as, you, as they say in America. Even to get an idea of an accent would be somewhat helpful. True. He does not look like uh, someone from the Middle East. He could be anyone, practically. He's a little dark, but he's more of that, uh, that olive Italian sort of... He could be anyone, practically. <laughs> um, all right, so you, you come out of the alley and you start walking towards your car. And uh, you can see him looking at you. I mean, you can see him sort of glance over in that direction. But he's also trying to look like he's not looking. Mm -hmm. So he's pulled out a cigarette and he's sitting there smoking it. And, and likewise, Vadim, I'm making idle conversation with you. We're totally yes. normal people. We are just walking down. We are friends walking down the street to our car. Did you, see, did you hear about the races last week? I lost a fortune on... Oh. I, I did lose a fortune, but I lost a significant amount. I won't be able to take my girlfriend out for lunch. So you get to your car and you get in. Mm -hmm. And then what's your intention? Uh, I'm going to um, uh, drive near us. Near the, it, it's, it, it's at a corner, an intersection. Right. Without, without violating the law, I will drive as dear to him as I can and... Um, Ask him for directions. Okay. Um, so you pull up right where he is, and he's smoking, and he gives you a, a, a look like, who the hell are you? Any distinguishing features? Kind of hard looking, a little rough. Uh, How's his suit? His suit's actually kind of nice. Um, I say, good man, do you know where Bell's End is? I understand it's around here somewhere. And he doesn't answer at first, and then he just says, ah, piss off. Why well, say? Most uncordial. Uh, any accent? Um, I, it's just sort of a, you know, maybe a Cockney accent. Mm-hmm. How's he, how is he in that, wearing that suit? Does he look like something that he doesn't usually wear, or? Uh, no, it fits him. It fits him? Okay, yeah. so he seems very comfortable in it, what he wears, but he looks rough. Yeah. In Classic okay. sort of mafioso-looking person. Ah, okay. Like a stooge. If that's, if that's really a thing, but that's what it reminds you of. And so do you drive on? I feel like we're missing an opportunity here. Uh, yes, I'm hoping to find Bell's End. You see my friend Nevis staying there. And, uh, well, I guess uh, you can piss off yourself. Any, re any response? No, he just looks at you. Blows, blows the cigarette out. Yeah, drive on, I think. Okay. I'll who's, driving. No. who's driving? Uh, sure, I'll be driving. Okay, I thought that's what you just said. I failed my spot hidden. Uh, made it, uh, hard success. Okay. Even though you're driving, you look in the rear view mirror, 
and you see him immediately reach into his jacket and pull out a little notepad and uh, make a note in it. Right, so now he's got our license number mm-hmm. and we know he's tall <laughs> and rude. All right, let's Reginald? come to the other three. Oh. I'm sorry, what were you gonna say? I was just gonna say, he turned to Reg. Reginald, that man looks like he is either from the government or from the criminal syndicates. Certainly is rude. Or both. I don't, it's hard to tell. And his very suit, rude, indeed. His suit wasn't plain enough to be from the government. <laughs> um, I'm right. coming from a Russian standpoint, not an English standpoint. <laughs> well, let's go back to the club. I have got an to make. Yes, I agree. All right, so the three of you guys, you're going to head over to Sweet Relics. And on the way over, we were having a little discussion, and I wanted to be like, Fuller, now you, you've mentioned a few times about that you have a, a library, and something you said got me to thinking. Now, our friend was butchered. They said they cut his hands and feet off, if I remember correctly. Yes. Do, now you have some obscure library is there any rituals that involve dismemberment like that is there anything you could research that would pertain to the middle east or naboo that a murder would be committed in that way is that sending a sign is that like you know like they say back in the states they'll put the the mafia will put cement shoes and throw you in the river maybe well, cutting off the feet and the hands has got to be some form of insult, I guess. The note in the mouth is the important one. Because according to the note, this guy was a plunderer. So my belief would be that he stole some artifacts and the cult came after him and that was a sign that he was the thief. I mean, it's very untechnical, but I mean, you don't, you don't chop someone's hands and feet off if you're just going to kill them. Right. That's he why was I also was... stabbed and stabbing is a very personal thing. It's not like a gun where you just go bang. You have to get up close to someone to stab them. Correct. So right. anger. So, right. They were sending a message. But my point is maybe you could do some research. Like like I was saying, in the States, if they put you in some men's shoes and throw you over, you can kind of say the mafia did it. Or if such and such did something, you know it was a certain street gang. Maybe this type of killing can be traced back to a certain organization. Yes, I'll have to get to my library to do that, though. See, me in a library is as good as molasses in the wintertime. It just, you know, it doesn't flow. So you'd have to do the research like that. I'm better of a hands-on kind of guy. Yeah, I could do some research and see Felix, what I can find. You see where I'm going with this, Felix? Oh, yeah. Yeah, you're looking for the calling card. Right. There is we that go. someone's calling card? I'm following. I'm tracking. 
All right, so that, that occurred as we were going over to... Okay. Well, uh, Sweet Relics is on Copenhagen Street. Um, it's uh, situated uh, beyond the rear of King's Cross Station. Uh, it's one of the seedier parts of London. Um, the shop is nestled between a gentleman's barber's and a butcher's shop. Uh, it's uh, relatively quiet uh, with a gentle and intermittent flow of passerbys on the average day. Uh, the windows in uh, Schweinsauger's shop are uh, small little lattice frame things. Uh, so they let in light, but they don't give you a very good look inside. Um, it's not much of a storefront. Uh, and there is, there, well, there is a, some stuff in a small little window. It's pottery, crockery, some old-looking jewelry, things like that. Uh, and there are, uh, there are curtains that keep you from looking completely into the shop. So it's like there's a, a window display and then curtains behind it that are blue velvet. Okay. I'll open the door. And walk on. All right. You open the door and a little bell rings. And uh, as you look around, yeah, there's a the little bit of dim sunlight coming through the windows. Uh, there are uh, uh, cases of jewelry and things like that, monoliths all over inside. And uh, there's some furniture towards the back. There's broken statuary. Uh, there's uh, all sorts of things uh, that you'd expect to see in an antique shop. And uh, a couple of seconds after the uh, bell rings, uh, Mr. Carl Schweinsauger, uh, who's a short, fat little man, uh, he comes uh, stepping out from a back room uh, with his uh, head and his hand bandaged. Ah, good, good morning. Uh, what can I do for you? First Hello. of all, do... I recognize him. Have we ever done any business before? No. Yes, Carl. Um, a friend of ours had come into your shop and, huh? show, and showed you an artifact. Uh, a statue of Naboo. A gold statue of Naboo. Uh, you are friends with that tiger woman. That crazy woman who no, attacked no. me. Not friends. Acquaintances, yes. I know her. But I'm not friends with her. Well, do you see what she did to me? She hit me with a bottle. She crushed my hand into the, the drawer. What did you do to bring that on? She's a crazy woman. Did, I mean, she have a reason? Did, did you say something that set her off? I mean, I don't know her that well mind you, but I mean, she didn't seem to be the you know, she didn't seem to be in hysterics you know, prone to hysterics but She brought in a, a thing to show me uh, a, a, a statue but uh, it, it, it wasn't then, it was she brought it in once to show me and then she left and then she came back and she attacked me. I don't know why. And he starts looking around. 
What are you looking for? The woman, she brought, she brought some trouble down upon me. I'm afraid there have been people watching my shop. Well, you she, don't see any, but... We've not seen her in days. She's disappeared. But good riddance to her. She's a crazy woman. What did you tell her about the statue? I don't understand why you want to know. Well, to be honest with you, a friend of ours was killed over that statue. So the curse is true. Curse? What curse? All those sort of things from that part of the world are cursed. They have better to be left on the ground. But you mentioned curse like you know a specific curse. I don't know a specific curse, oh. but that... Uh, that statue, that was not a good thing. That is, uh, that is from Nineveh. And it is, uh, my, I suspect it is as part of uh, something from, uh, not from uh, Yanis, the way, uh, way it was described, but probably from the Temple of Nabu, a cursed place. Well, the funny thing is, is Nabu is a god of the scribes. And this statue was different than this statue was different than others. It sort of showed him possessing or rising out. It was an abomination of an abomination. What language is that? Sounds like Arabic. I would I would understand that. You're not quite sure what it's how it was. It was badly pronounced. Schweinsteiger <laughs> is German, right? Yeah. Okay. Um, was she trying to sell it to you? I don't know. She wanted to know information about it. Um, it's it's if you if you're going to find out anything about that sort of, it, my I suspect that uh, that uh, that rascal. Uh, Campbell Thompson has gone back at some point to Nineveh and uh, excavated it. Nobody thought that he would find, he went out originally to find the temple of Nabu, but was unsuccessful. And then King died, but he went back anyway. My guess is that they actually found it. The temple of Nabu? Yeah. Only they didn't have time to take all the stuff. So they went back 10 years later and got all the stuff. Are they uh, dealing it on the black market? I don't know anything about the black market. So, Carl, I don't. I I haven't seen any any artifacts to say that, but that certainly was not from the nineteen oh nine expedition. You think it was earlier, nineteen nineteen. Yeah, I think it must have been later. 1919 would be more of the year. The, the year that he went back there, but he didn't say, he said that he didn't do anything. Carl, it wouldn't be the first time that the British, uh, the British Museum has stolen artifacts from foreign countries. Well, 
you're an antique dealer. This is this is your bread and butter. You know these things. Yeah, but I don't steal them from people. No, 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 no. That's not what I'm talking about, Carl. Um, I'm saying is you know these things. Do you know what the statue is to represent? Because as we understood, Naboo was a peaceful guy, but the statue shows a certain amount of violence. Do you know what it's supposed to represent? I, I, I don't know anything, but I believe it is a curse thing. It, uh, it, is a, 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 it has a mark upon it. It is a mark of godlike evil. It's a terrible sign. You can talking read the markings this? on the bottom. It has nothing to read. It is a symbol. What does the symbol represent? Just evil? Evil. Hmm. Is there, in history... Was there some form of cult that was attached to Naboo that was an evil cult? I don't know. There was definitely a cult of Naboo, but that was a whole religion. It was the second most popular religion in Assyria at one time. Carl, this this all makes me very uncomfortable. This woman, Nevi, has brought this danger into my shop. You said people were watching you. Yeah, I think there are people watching me. What do they look like? Uh, I never get a good look. Uh, there's uh, just, just people. Well, describe them. Short, tall, uh... Just, just people. British, British um, dark complexions. I don't know. They never talk to me. They just show up and look around. and They might be watching us right now. When Navy came back, you said she left and then she came back. Was that the next day or was that the same day? It was the same day. She was upset because her friend apparently was murdered. Murder has that effect on people. Yeah, but she attacked me. Well, you know women are prone to hysterics anyway. uh, I am well aware. Now, if you don't have any other business with me, you know, you go speak to Thompson. Do you know of any other artifacts that came out of this temple? I have no idea. I haven't seen anything like this. You haven't seen anything else like what Nevi brought into you? Or nothing, something? Nothing that, that I haven't already known about for 20 years. Anything else with that symbol on it? Nothing that I've seen, no. Do, do you know where this artifact is presently? I have no idea. I assume she still has it. There are apparently a lot of things going missing from the museum. I think she had a list. She had the list? Yeah, I think she had a list. Do you know what culture that symbol, that evil symbol is from? I assume Assyrian. Okay. So it's not cuneiform. It is something that haunts the nightmares. Do you know anybody that would know that symbol? 
I I don't know. I know that uh, that the uh, the the digs, the people who went on the digs are all were all cursed. I think I heard recently Lord Brightman was was murdered in his house. I think it's just a matter of time before Thompson is uh, murdered. Since there's only three or four people still alive from that dig, there were all sorts of dis- uh, accidents that happened on the dig. The only one I know of, the only one I know of, is uh, he's a madman. You go see him uh, and find out what what he thinks he unleashed. Who's What's that? Uh, that's uh, that's Mr. Peter Simpkin. He was a uh, he was on that dig. Where would uh, we find Peter? I don't know. You have to find his uh, address. But uh, yeah, he was uh, he was associated with that. And he looks around again, and he says, "It says another name. It's another name." But I am. Reluctant. I heard the name whispered. Man named Guido. Spell it? I don't know how to spell it. Guido. And how did you hear this name or in what context? It is a name that I have suspected for a while. I've I've I'm not at liberty to say, but uh, I am. I am. Uh, please, if 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 that is all, uh, leave could me. We, could we possibly jog your memory, pull out my wallet, start counting out pound notes? Tell no, I don't want your money. I don't have any information for you. How about this? The people that have been coming around and watching you are tied into this somehow. Well, if the sooner we figure this out, the sooner we can make them not come around. The sooner you. you go, the sooner, the safer I am. You should be careful who you talk to. Now, if if you don't mind, and he points at the door. Felix? I really get nothing. I appreciate it, Carl. Perhaps we will see each other again, Carl. Good day, sir. And he sort of walks you to the door lets you go. Now, when we get outside, I want to take a look around to see if anybody's looking directly at the door or us. Do a spot hidden. I found it. What I want to know is when he walks us out the door and we leave, do we hear the door lock behind us? You do. In fact, he flips the the closed sign. Can I listen at the just to kind of see if he turns or anybody's talking to him? 
Uh, you can, but what you can hear is him walking towards his office. In fact, you can sort of see that through the, the little bit of window that's there. I was just trying to see if anybody was in there listening to us. Reginald, uh, Reginald, jog my memory here real quick. Um, he's not there. <laughs> I know, no, I'm just, this is, this, uh. just trying to figure out if I would have seen this. When you made the cast of the statue, would you have gotten that symbol on the bottom of it as well? Yeah, that was the first priority, was getting a copy of that. Okay, so I mean, we have what that symbol looks like. Yeah, we do. Okay. Well, basically what we confirmed was what I was already thinking. There was another dig. I didn't know when, but now we have a semi-solid date of 1919 which we need to speak to Reginald Thompson about, which was where I was going with this in the first place, but we have this name, Greedo, who I... Peter, Peter Simkin. Peter Simkin, who was one of the only last surviving people that was with Thompson on that dig. I think, if I'm correct, by the way, the date of the original dig was 1903. I had 1909 down. I don't know if I miswrote that. It's it's one or the other. I we keep. I'd have to keep finding the page in here for when it was. But there has been there's there was a previous day against the early 1900s. I suggest we speak to Peter Simkin because he was on the dig and called him a madman. Yep. I think so, we need to speak to both of them as soon as possible before they wind up dead. This curse might have scared Simkin and made him deranged? Possibly. 1903. It was 19. Sorry, I had the yes. wrong date down. Is when uh, William King, Leonard William King, and Reginald Campbell Thompson went to their on their first expedition to Nineveh. So then, nineteen thirteen would be the second dig. Nineteen nineteen is when Leonard William King died in his hotel, and possibly when Reginald Campbell Thompson went back to Nineveh. Just out of curiosity, do we? Did they tell us what King died of? Did they? I don't recall. It was a heart attack. Heart attack, okay. Just making sure no hands or feet were cut off. 1920 is when Iraq uh, revolted against the British occupation. Okay. Thus ending all official digs. Yeah, but the desert is a big place. Oh, of course. I'm just saying officially. And it's dangerous now. Very more so dangerous than it was before. It's pretty dangerous here too. Especially for British. Yeah. Right. How many people have been killed here? Right, right. But just being a British uh a citizen over there can get you killed at this time. I, and I assume we're having this discussion on our way back to the uh, 
The Wentworth Club? Wentworth Club, correct. I need to look at that symbol. I believe Reginald has the cast. I think he also has a drawing of it. Mm. No. I think that we got what we needed from Swashiger, Kurt Carl. Well, we what we needed from Carl. Besides the name Greedo and Peter, but Campbell should have led us to Peter anyway. Uh, the name Greedo we have to look into. Okay, here's the thing. Greedo, obviously an Italian name. Um, he's probably a working class man. That's going to be hard for us to dig up on. Peter Simkin, if he was on this dig, he's an archaeologist. We might find information of where to find him at the Wentworth Club. Thompson, same deal. Well, we have a meeting with Thompson in a couple of days. Okay. So let's see what we can dig up on Simkin. All right. And I still think you should do some research on those yeah. ritual murders. And the symbol, now that we know the symbol. Now, right. Is an evil symbol, you know, I mean, between history, occult, and library use, I should hopefully find something. Okay. So you're all back at the Wentworth Club. Um, Fuller, you're doing research? Yes, I want to look at that symbol. I've, however you want to play it, history, occult, library use. Any of those three would match. Okay. Um, I say that you spend a couple of hours going through your the available library and you don't find any such symbol. Okay. Okay. Felix, Vadim, and Reginald, and Cyrus, what are you guys doing? I'm going to uh, ask Reginald for a copy of the symbol as well because I'm going to I want to have a look at if we've talked and discussed what has happened amongst us here. Um, I would really like to, to look into it myself, but from a slightly different angle. Um, I have a symbol that um, apparently causes uh, grief and harm and is considered evil, which kind of goes up my alley in that um, you know, the end of a cult that you have something that establishes something that uh, has a causation. And uh, my idea here is to look over the symbol, see if I can find something initially, and then from there start uh, going through record, again, like with uh, Fuller, go through records at the Wentworth Club, and then maybe start tapping into some of my occult uh, resources and connections to see if uh, I can get any further information. Okay, you do four hours of research and find absolutely nothing. Okay, but I'm still looking over the symbol because, again, Hi. symbology is something that <laughs> Vadim is, is, is obsessed with, and it's like, in his mind, it's like, symbol causes something. What causes this, this issue? What causes this? Vadim, cause I'm, not, I'm not sure of this, but I think we're chasing a dead end. Yeah, maybe. I don't <laughs> know. Does so, anybody want to go for eight hours of research? <laughs> don't we have a meeting? Right now? I didn't know the answer to this. Just in a day or two. 
Say go to the again? museum. Go to the museum. Also, I think that somebody's lying to us about a secret dig. I think that they would know about a secret dig. Well, I know they're lying to us. Uh, and also have, assuming that we all debrief each other on our right. respective mornings, uh, the clearest connection to me seems that um, the fellow who's camped out on Nevi's block might be this Guido guy. That's what I was trying you to said, ask you. You said he had a Cockney accent. That's not Italian. It doesn't mean he's first generation immigrant. He could be a third generation immigrant and have a lower class accent. But we, we, you know, we don't know anything about Guido, but we do have a rude Mediterranean looking guy hanging around. Uh, we also know that if we want to meet the enemy, Fuller, as you have expressed interest in doing, we know two places that they're stalking. Uh, it also suggests that they have no idea where Nevi went, which is good news, or they wouldn't still be bothering her old block. Um, I wonder why Schweinsauger is familiar with this obscure symbol, and we might want to make a further polite inquiry in that regard, although it sounds like he was fairly distressed when you left. Yeah. Um, now Oh, and sorry. I'd like but, to get but, uh, Teddy's contact information from Sykes if I don't have it. Because since Teddy and Nevi are both just missing, I'm increasingly concerned that they're missing and not well. That's, that could be the case. You know, the key here may be Nevi for these guys that are watching. Because that's the only thing that's the same at both of these places. Is her where she lives and where she made a big scene and came back twice. So she they might be knowing more than she's letting on. Yeah, they don't know where she's at either. They're trying they may be trying to find her, not so much the statue or even I mean if they wanted if they wanted Carl, then uh he's not that hard to find. They said they know exactly where he's at. They don't want the two roommates. They know where they're at. And they haven't made a move on either one. So Great. I think they're anticipating Nevi going coming back to where she's been before. So she still yeah. has something that they want. I think she has the I think they think she has the statue. Agreed. Could be. Now, if this gentleman who told you to piss off does have something to do with our friend's death, I think we know where he's gonna be. I say we just drive up. Well, this might be the Yankee and me talking. I want to drive up, knock him in the back of the head, and throw him in the trunk. Beat that's the piss big, out of him until we get some information. And that's begins. a bit extreme. Uh, two people are dead already. One hands and feet were cut off. Another one killed at his place of employment. Both of the places where Nevi has been, they're stalking. If they get, if they did find her, she might be dead too. I think a couple lumps and bruises on somebody is not that big of a deal compared to a double murder, possibly triple murder. I think Cyrus is on to something. When he says it all out like that, it really does make sense. Well, I, I, I get, let me offer another way of looking at this. Um, how about we have been in, in, our, in our studies here taking cues from, from these crime novels that we all enjoy. Why don't we take another cue in that we um, follow this uh, stalker and see where he goes? 
before yeah. we uh, go and um, shall we say um, I invite him to tea. Correct. And if if which I don't think is the case, he's just a reporter or some. I'm not saying kill him, break his arms and legs. Just saying to quick beat the piss out of him. And if we were mistaken, a hundred pound note, stick it in his pocket and kick his ass out. But he could also be government official too, and we do not want to cause harm to government official, and that would get us into trouble. I don't think. Real fast. I don't. Think well, that. we'd find out real fast when he when we That's... pull the badge out of his jacket. Well, that's why we follow him. That's right. why we follow him. If he goes to government office or to a police station, then we know he's government official and we could actually maybe talk with him via official channels. Well, if we decide to have a up close and personal conversation with him, what I would suggest is we find out where he's stalking, have two of us that he does not know walk past him. And as we walk past him, we say we say something about yeah, Navy's supposed to meet us in this back alley or something like that. He'll follow us, and uh, then we invite him to a boot party. Yep. Well, we could first. I, I agree with Vlad. We uh, Vladim maybe follow him and see if we could find out where he's going. If that doesn't pan out, then he's going to either be at uh, the the antique store or at the apartment where Reginald and uh, yourself were earlier. That's one or two spots where we could pick them up. So, and, and something to keep, to keep in mind that I did mention earlier in our discussions is that uh, he, ha he apparently has Reginald's, uh, I did see him uh, take down Reginald's uh, car information, including license plate. So is that your personal car, business car? At this point in time, in history, there wouldn't be that many cars. In London, in 1925, sure there would be. Oh, but, yeah, it's uh, a big thing. It, you big wouldn't thing. have company cars. It would be your personal car. Yeah. Yeah. No, that's the thing. In the 20s in London, having cars was like, like the especially amongst rich people, was a big to-do to-do. So, Reginald, possibly, well, the, the, art, the item is in the bank. Maybe you can stay in one of the uh, rooms at the club for now, just so you're not at your residence if he does try and track the vehicle down. You know what I mean? So you're not home alone and somebody comes to call in. You're at this club, which they will not get access to. Well, there are public rooms in the club. I think that the club is a great deal safer than my personal home. Yeah, but there's sleeping rooms for members. Yes. yes. Yeah, yeah. And I did not mention Naboo. I only mentioned Nevi. So there's no necessary connection. Well, if they know that Nevi had the statue and they're looking for the statue, they might say, oh, well, maybe Reginald is holding Nevi in her house, you know, keeping Nevi hidden in his house. If you know, that's what they're looking for. I'm going to seek out the manservant and see if by any chance he knows Peter Simpkin and where we can find him. All right. Um, Sykes uh, has never heard of him. And uh, does Sykes have uh, personal contact information for Teddy, who took Nevi away? 
Uh, yes. Yes, he has uh, home residence and uh, telephone. Does he have a telephone? Yeah. Yeah. Well, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to call Teddy's place and see whether he's been seen since Thursday night. All right. Fuller, if you if you call Sir Arthur Lansdowne at the museum, he's the board of director. I am pretty sure he might know where to find Peter Simpkin, or at I, least somebody who would know where he is. I can't call him though. I never met him. You just—I mean, I'll call. All you got to do is say you're a member of the club, part of the group that spoke with him. Now I'll call. It doesn't matter. But I don't want to interrupt Reginald. I'm sorry. I just wanted to get that out before I forgot it. Did we establish whether there was such a thing as white pages back then? Yes, we did. And they, and they do exist. Okay. We should probably just look up Simpkins' address and number in the white pages. Oh, paramount idea. Yeah. Well, if you want to do it the easy way. <laughs> or call the operator. <laughs> It will be to call the operator and bribe her to, uh, to shove money through the mouth hole. <laughs> uh, if you had a pneumatic system, you could do it, bribe the operator. Uh, yeah, Peter Simpkin uh, uh, lives at 85 Lavender Grove in uh, Hackney in East London. Yeah, here it is right here in the book. 85 uh, Lavender Grove. Hackney. And there's a phone number? Yeah, 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 absolutely. I think we should arrange a meeting ASAP because it seems like everybody involved in the digs are dying. Yes, if he's not aware, he should be, that he's in grave danger. Also, um, so what's the word on Teddy? Does he does he, does anyone answer? Uh, no answer. Answer. Priority might be actually, to check on Teddy. Actually, I'm going to take that back. Uh, there is an answer from his butler. It's, uh, it's Mr. Um, Theodore Rayburn Price. Yes. Uh, Ribbon Price Residence. Uh, good afternoon. This is Reginald Harcourt, friend of Theodore's from the Wentworth. Yes, sir. Um, I'm concerned that I haven't heard from him since he made an excursion out of town. Oh, yes. Mr. Mr. Ribbon Price has gone uh, north for a few days. He should be back soon. Have you by any chance been in touch with him? Uh, no, sir. Hmm. Um, would you please uh, uh, tell Mr. Rabin Price that um, Reginald Harcourt is concerned about his well-being? Should he be in touch or when he gets back to town? Yes, sir. Thank you kindly. All right. That's settled. Not settled. Um, so what do we think about... Um, approaching Mr. Simpkin, the madman. I want, for one thing, Cyrus, I think we should add his name to the clippings inquiry. Um, 
or you know, having been on a dig and having achieved the nickname in some circles, at least Madman, I'd be curious to see if he's made the news at any point. That's true. Good call there. I don't know that we want to wait for that information before contacting, but we might. But you're also quite correct that his life may be in danger. If he has a Naboo of any kind, and they know it. Or anything that would have come out of the Temple of Naboo seems like likely to be under the same umbrella. Well, the little German men called it all cursed, right? Correct. And was clearly quite agitated himself. Yeah, I think also because he got beat up by a woman. That had a little bit to do with it. And then the people coming around his establishment has just got him unnerved. Mm -hmm. And um, when he said Guido, he wouldn't, he knew, but he wouldn't reveal why he knew him. I'm wondering if that's that same gentleman that you had a run in with. It's a consideration. He also, you described him as being quite defensive when talking about um, nefarious acquisitions. And this Guido fellow looked like he might be involved in nefarious acquisitions in some circumstance. Which is Correct. why he didn't want to talk about him. Yep. He either deals in nefarious situations and doesn't want that out, or he doesn't. But in his line of work, he has to know some of the people that do that. I mean, even if it's just word of mouth, he would have had to have known, yeah, if you want to sell this hot item, you go talk to Guido or something like that. Right, right, right. Hmm. I like that. Maybe Guido is the one of the other players looking for this. Let's say Guido doesn't have a direct link to this, for lack of better terms, cult of Naboo. Let's say he's just an antiques dealer or blackmail dealer, a black uh, market dealer. Maybe there's two groups looking for this item. I think that there's two, and I'll tell you why. Let's, let's assume that it was just the quote-unquote mob, Guido and, and his nefarious group of people. I do not think that the mob would cut off the feet and hands and stick the note down the throat. That's, I don't want to say ritualistic, but a sign of revenge of uh, right. some kind. And the note would not be from the mob. I mean, you know, it would... It just, I mean, you know, it's like this guy's a plunder and he's, you know, he has to pay the price. That wouldn't be the mob that did that. I agree with that. That would be whoever's associated with the Naboo cult or Temple of Naboo or. All right. you're, go you're going to find that in the end the person we're looking for is going to be of Middle Eastern descent. I'm just, I'm willing to put money on that. That's my prediction is that this guy is going to be of some kind of Middle Eastern, if not, you know, from Iraq, he's going to be of some kind of Middle Eastern descent because 
Italians, who I'm assuming Guido is Italian, um, Italians are not concerned with curses and, and and stuff like that. Oh, I think you're quite mistaken regarding that. Yeah, they're they're very uh, superstitious think, think, with the evil eye. And do you oh. think the Italian is concerned about a uh, a uh, uh, Syrian curse? Well, uh, I, I, we're of course uh, speculating widely, but it seems to me that given that the worship of Nabu died out around the same time as cuneiform writing, anyone who's actively worshiping this ancient Assyrian god is peculiar. And it could be an obsession that anyone might form. They wouldn't necessarily have to be local to its original location, if in fact that's what's going on. You know, this could be a this could be a group of Swiss lunatics who have decided that 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 Naboo was in some way sacred. It, it just you know, and again, I Italians are terribly superstitious, famously, um, maybe infamously, maybe unjustly, but I, it's not as though curses are not part of that culture. The question again is, what do we do with Simpkin? Do we phone him up and say, hello, we're investigating a series of Assyrian-related murders and we think you are an illegal dig? Uh, uh, do we take him out for uh, Brandy Cordial and say we'd like to talk about his travels? I think I, we need to see him face to face. The direct approach to start off with in a kind way would probably be best. I think we call him, tell him we we have a meeting set up with Tom uh, Reginald Thompson in a few days. But I think you, your life your life might possibly be in danger. Can we meet immediately? I mean, see, here's the thing about Simkin. They say that he's mad. We don't really know what that means. I mean, we don't know if he's scared or if he's like really loony. But if you call him, he might freak out and disappear on us. Whereas if we hit him up face to face, then we kind of put that pressure on him to talk to us. I tend to agree. Yeah, you might have a point there. I, I do agree with that. But we should be very cautious when dealing with him because he, if he is suffering from trauma well, well, we, of the mind. Yeah, he said mad, but I mean, we don't know the definition of mad in his opinion. He's through. So what you gonna do? <laughs> My favorite question. You want You guys want to head out and try and talk with him? Yes. I must admit, I'm hesitant. Not because he's described as mad, but because I'm afraid to uh, startle the quarry, if you will. I mean, we know nothing about him except that one strange German antiquarian thinks he's mad, and he may have been on that dig. Are there journals of archaeological activity at the Wentworth Club? I mean, is it easy to verify who was on the 1903 dig? Um, it should be, yeah. Yeah, it's a pretty famous dig. I could be wrong, but wasn't there only like three people left alive from it? 
I think that you said that Schweinzauger thought that most people were dead. Yeah, but before that, last session, I thought we had discussed that also, and it was only a handful of people left from the dig. I, I mean, I could be misremembering. Schweinzauger said three or four people. Um, I, I too would like to do further research, but I, I think the way things have been happening, we might not have a second chance to speak with him. That's my only. What does Felix think? <laughs> Felix has just been taking it all in. Just listening to the. Just listening to these guys. Uh, we're what twenty four hours out from our Reginald uh, Reginald Campbell Thompson meeting. Yeah, we'll say that. And if we go to that first, if we wait for that before we go to Simkin, because he'd have the skinny on Simkin, like he'd know the guy, right? But twenty four hours, Simkin may be dead. Mm. So it's a toss-up. You can either gamble on Simkin's life and wait to talk to, wait until we talk to Thompson, or who's going to lie to us? Unless we can be very funny. Most likely. But um, or we could just run over and see Simkin. All right. So uh, you're going to head over to Simkin's. And gentlemen, I request all of you to act with some restraint, at least at first. Agreed. Oh yeah, I, I the only guy that I wanted to whoop was the guy that was uh, that told you to piss off. One to teach him some manners, and two find out some answers. But uh, Simpkin, I think, is actually uh, he might have some good information actually to let us solidify the fact that there was a 1919 dig. I mean, right now it's all very strong rumor but we don't have a 100% definitive proof that there was. Okay, second. so you're heading for 85 Lavender Grove. Uh, Simpkins' house is near the end of a terrace row, not far from London's Field Park. Uh, as you pull up, uh, it's late afternoon. Uh, you can see that the curtains are all drawn. Out of curiosity, we don't see any strange people standing around on street corners or anything. Nope. Okay. So as you walk up towards the house, uh, everybody do a spot hidden. Oh, yes, critical. Fail. I don't see a thing. A hard success. Well, those of you who, who passed, uh, as you walk up towards the front of the house, you do notice the curtains move like somebody was peeking out. Maybe you made a little bit of noise when you came through the gate. From the door. So what, what you going to do? Knock on the door. Gentlemen, I think we want to approach this from the point of his personal safety initially uh, regarding whether he has any artifacts. Uh, hopefully that will uh, 
lead him to be more open with us. Agree. Agreed? Agreed. Should, should Bell pull, door knocker. Should, should one of us walk around back in case he goes to make a break? Um, I'll do that. I'll walk with you. All right. All right. So two of you have gone to the back. Uh, the rest of you are in the front. Um, uh, Fuller, you said you knocked. Uh, there's no answer. And there's no bell. Peter. Uh, maybe there's a bell. You ring the bell, no answer. Peter. Open the door. Uh, We're friends. You guys in the front do a, a listen roll. I Ooh. made it, but... 007, I can hear anything. I made okay. it just. Okay, Reginald, uh, you think you hear something, and as you lean towards the door and you listen, you can hear somebody inside with a squeaky little voice going... Go away, 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 go away. Ooh. Um, okay, so we're that kind of mad. I think we've got a, I think that, yeah, Carl's dis description might not be wrong. Uh, let's be very gentle. Um, Fuller, he's already heard your voice. Uh, did I tell him we're friends of Nevis? I don't know that he'd know Nevis. Tell him that uh, we know he's not um, a plunderer and that we're worried about his safety. Okay. Peter, we're friends. We know you're not a plunderer. We're here to help you. No, 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 no. Go away, go away, go away. No, 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 no. No, no, no. Peter, the longer we stand out here, the more attention we're drawing. No, 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 no. no. Go away, go away. I don't have psychology, man. <laughs> yeah, it's a pity I wasted that seven roll because I have a ten in psychology. So do I. I mean, it's like... Well, in this case, you need something like psychoanalysis. Right. Okay, I got a one in psychoanalysis. Should I risk it? <laughs> Can I use luck? <laughs> so the two of you who are in the back, yes. you don't hear anything coming from, you know. There is a back door. Yeah, is the house to... dark? Um, there no, there's... Song, well, it's, it's late afternoon. There might be a light on. You can't really tell. It's still light outside. Is it locked? All of the all of the windows that were the, all the curtains are drawn. Oh uh, yeah, it's locked. Um, I don't I'm suppose just... I could use persuade on him. You can try. You want us to actually play that out, though. <laughs> I'd rather you play it out. Okay, well, it's actually, I only have a 10% chance, so my odds are better, but. Um... Peter, uh, <clears throat> I'm uh, Reginald Harcourt. Um, I'm 
concerned about you because uh, I don't know if you've heard, but Lord Brightman has been murdered. He probably knows that. Hmm. Do you see? Uh, do you see, Mister Simpkin? Why we're concerned? Because uh, go away. I'm, I uh, I don't mean to distress you, Mister Simpkin, but uh, we are concerned that that you might be in some danger. Nobody's home. want to take the door? Well, you guys in the back, you do hear that. Go away. We can take the door. You know, I don't want to scare the guy into uh, apoplexy. I don't think he'll be very communicative. Um, Mr. Simpkin, uh, do you have any artifacts here from... No, 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 no. Why won't you go away? Because we're afraid for you, Mr. Simpkin. We're concerned for your well-being. Okay, so at the time, you know, in the, in the 20s, the doors would be like solid wood. I mean, they would be really thick. So he's not going to hear us whispering to each other. Why don't we play it from another way? Tell him we've been to the site at Naboo. We don't, I don't, I don't know, we know enough to fool him. We just think there was a temple they returned to. But he's not asking us questions. He's scared. We need to tell him something that's going to make him talk to us. If he finds out later that we haven't been to the temple because we don't know anything. But I'm thinking that if we say we've been to the temple, that's going to get his jelly and his brain moving. I don't know. I could, it could make him freak out more, but we need to get in to talk to him. So it's either that or break in through the back door. Let's, what, what do you say, Fuller? We start a little lighter uh, and we just bring up Naboo and move in baby steps. Should we tell him we have the statue? It might, it might be prudent and eventually. Um, Mr. Simpkin, um, are you upset about the Temple of Naboo? All of a sudden you hear him sort of cry out. Just a general shriek of... Oh, yeah, no, 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 no. Hey, Felix, I, I think they're communicating with him from the front. You want to go around and hear what's going on? I don't think this guy's running out the back door. He's... I don't think he's running anywhere. Yeah, let's go around front. We'll just uh, go. I and then I kind of approach. I'm like, I hear screams. What you know, you I'm trying. Trying. This yeah, guy is crying. obviously scared out of his mind. Whether yeah. it's true insanity or just complete total fear, and we well, don't have psychoanalysts. Do you, do you mind if I try speaking with him? 
Just be gentle. Oh yeah. I'm gonna hey 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 buddy. You are you okay in there? Um all you can hear is somebody in there crying. Listen, I know I know it was kinda crazy over there and we're really here to help you, but listen, are you hungry? You want you wanna go get a bite to eat? You sound you sound like you're really down, man, buddy. We're honestly here to help you. I'm trying to gauge if he's hearing me now. Um, you can hear that he might be fairly close to the door, but he is, all he's saying is, go away, go away, go away. Uh, Please go away. We'll leave, but we just, you know, you know Thompson, right? He starts screeching again. And you can hear him moving around the room like he's really agitated. We we know how to help you. We know how to take the, the, the nightmares away. Just please trust us. You don't hear anything. Nothing. I look back at the guys like... Do you think if we dropped a name that we might now that's gonna scare him more if he knows the name. I was gonna say if we say Guido. No, but, but that's probably gonna scare him more if he knows him to begin with. Especially we don't want to be mentioning that because we don't know what Guido's job is. Right. Alright, so shoot that idea down. At um, this point I'm thinking maybe we should talk with Thompson first and then come you're, back. You're here. muted, Reginald. Um, yeah, I, I, I mean, I just think we're torturing the guy at this point. If we break down his door, it's, you know, who knows how much damage we'll do to his mental state. I agree. I might just shatter him. Hey, you need to find the angle, as they say. I, got I would. Angle. Yeah. We have lots of friends at the uh, Wentworth Club. Perhaps we know a psychoanalyst. You hear him suddenly scream out. And you hear something sort of crash inside. He's harming himself. We need to get in there. What kind of crash? Sounds like, well, pots and pans falling onto the ground or it's and hard to tell. Maybe like, like a crashing around like um, a seizure or something. Maybe it is an emergency. I'd say it could be. Are any of you guys doctors? Uh, no. No. Yeah. So to bust him there and... I can stun him with my appraisal skills. <laughs> Mayhaps we should call the police and have a way, uh, have them come in and check with him. If he ain't letting us in, he ain't gonna let a police officer in. That might get him hurt worse. Might get him, say he's might going get him to put in an asylum. Dope on, doped up on laudanum. We're not I, getting anywhere here at this time. I say go through a window. Go through a window. I know that that's going to scare him confronting him, but who knows what kind of harm he's doing to himself. And if we were in his face, he's more likely to talk to us, but I'll do whatever you guys want to do. 
The other option is to leave a card so that when he is not being confronted, if he wants to reach out, he can. I think that's prudent. Yeah, and I'll draw a smiley face on one of my cards so that it seems friendly. <laughs> and I'll just put it in the door. And then I'll wait for these guys at the gate. So okay. we retreat? Yeah. It just seems cruel. I left a smiley face. That makes it okay. I mean, if we... Realistically, if we go in with force, it might push him over the edge. But at the same time, if we don't go in, he might hurt himself. So it's like six of one, half dozen of the other. I don't, I don't, it's your call. I don't know what you guys want to do here. Well, we have left contact information, so Is he maybe, even... um, maybe he will calm down and, and have a look. Let him know that we have we've left card for him. I want to take a look and scan the area. Is there anybody watching us? No. Okay. I'm hoping we didn't just lead Guido here and we leave and uh, we kind of doomed him. Is his mail piled up? There's a slot in the door. Okay. Just put the card in the slot. All right. I didn't know if we had mail slots back then. (laughs) Oh, yeah. Could we have looked through that mail slot? Hey, up there on the stairs, could you guys look through his mail slot? <laughs> All right. I'll look through the mail slot. There you go. Um, it's, it's dark inside. You can't see anything. Can we still hear him crying yes. out? Or? Yeah, you can hear him muttering to himself. Just, Just let him say. know we're leaving so he's not yeah. in there. Yes, Mr. Simpkin, we're we're uh, sorry to have bothered you. We are concerned about your safety. Uh, we've left you a way, means to contact us. We're several friends from the Wentworth Club, uh, and we'd very much like to speak with you. And we're again sorry to have upset you. Reginald, you said that you've had bad dreams since you touched the statue. You think maybe he's touched the statue? That's what sent him crazy? I hope that... uh, Well, I'm not sure how that would work exactly. It was a disturbing-looking thing. I just, you know, maybe bilious. It's hard to say. If, If touching a thing can make you into what is left of Mr. Peter Simpkin, then I will be very concerned for myself. All right. So are you going to leave, Simpkin? Unfortunately, I think unless we want to traumatize him more, it's the only course of action that's civil. Okay. Now I'm going to ask before we finish up, are you going to do anything else today or are you going to pick it back up again in the morning? Well, I wanted Fuller to look at his private library to see if he can come up with any information like we discussed earlier. Uh, Tomorrow is our meeting with Reginald Campbell Campbell Thompson, Thompson, whose name we will always get right from this point. 
Um, what time was our meeting tomorrow with him? I don't recall. Uh, one o'clock. I'm not sure we specify. We'll say 1 p.m. Um, well, before we go to the meeting, check in with the with uh, Reginald's um, notice in the newspaper and check with the clipping services. Okay, well, we'll do that next time. All right. Um, Felix, you have your mute on. You're muted, Felix. Is it getting late in the evening at this point? Yeah. Oh. I'm I'm sure we don't all sleep at the club. If, no. At least I don't. An original is because he's tainted his home with nebuious <laughs> goods. Uh, after I leave the club, I'd like to drive by Simkin's house. You know, once everything's calmed down a touch and just okay. see if anybody's watching. Just, yeah. No. Do we, we could also um, wait outside Sweet Relics or by DB's place, probably not in my car and see if any of their stalkers are about. Uh, I'll go by the uh, Sweet Relics to see it because uh, I was not there. I'll see if anything's going on. Okay. You don't see anybody near Sweet Relics. Reginald, we're getting my navies. Well, I'm concerned too because my car has already been tagged. Okay. Um, I really just wanted to find out if you sleep. Um, but uh, Felix, one thing that you do notice is that all of Peter Simpkins' lights are on. Dark. Okay. It was all dark during the day. That's all bright during the night. He's afraid to sleep. And I'm going to... I thought Cyrus was being a little paranoid when he suggested it, but there's nothing that's going to harm me from spending a night at the club. So I swing by my home and pick up some fresh things uh, and spend the night in one of the guest rooms at the club. Okay. Reginald. Do a power roll. You're muted. 21 is a hard success. Okay. All right. This evening, uh, you, you, you're, you're pretty distressed. You're tired. You haven't had a good night's sleep. Um, the whole thing with Peter Simkin was pretty distressing as well. Yeah. Uh, you begin to drift off to sleep. And you find yourself standing in blackness. Except that you're lit up like a spotlight is on you, like you're on a stage and there's a spotlight on you, but you don't see a spotlight. It's simply black. And you know you're on a solid surface. It's like, it's like maybe stone or dirt. 
and it seems to stretch off in all directions, but you can't really see a a horizon. And uh, the blackness is almost thick, thick blackness, like uh, like during a London fog when the the fog is black from the smoke and the soot. And then you hear something off in the distance, only it's up above you, and it sounds like wings flapping. And at first you you stand there to try to discern what could make that noise, and then you realize that it's coming for you. It's coming to get you, and you start to run. And as you run, it doesn't seem like you're really going anywhere because nothing changes. The landscape is just black. And whatever it is is getting closer and closer to you. And you know that it's just behind you. And you wake up and you're sweating all over and it's bright. It's, it's morning. Sunlight's coming through your fingers and you don't feel like you slept at all. Do a sanding bowl. Ah, uh, 94. Ah, uh, 1d4. Three. Okay. That's where we'll leave it. <laughs> uh, our players included Jason Melnichok, John Byram, Ford Fitch, Jerry Bryant and David Gassaway with yours truly as a keeper of the secrets. We're currently producing up to five shows a week with music and sound effects added in post-production in order to create a richer listener experience. We provide audio-only versions of our shows free for you to download from Podbean or iTunes. The costs involved with the show are provided almost entirely by our patrons. Without them, we wouldn't be able to do what we do. If you'd like to support our show, visit our Patreon account. Just a dollar to a month helps us a lot. You can find a link, a link in the description below. Like, share, and subscribe to our channel and punch that bell icon for updates on our latest shows. And leave us some comments. We enjoy reading them and answering any questions you might have. This is Tom Rayleigh, together with all the members of our gaming club, inviting you to journey with us once again into the darkness for another adventure into the universe of HP Lovecraft and the Call of Cthulhu role-playing game. Until next time, good luck and good gaming.